my thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control, be radial. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Green sets and sieves in your modern train the guard frequency. As all good pilots know, when you're in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. I'm Jeff. I'm Tony. And I'm Lennon. We're only going to say this a couple more times, so pay attention. The guard is a specific frequency that all aircraft and control towers should be monitoring constantly. If someone out there is having an in-flight emergency, they might send a mayday on that channel. Other pilots or towers in the area will answer back on that channel with instructions. This could be important if you come from a country that doesn't use the metric system and you end up screwing up your fuel consumption. So this is where you can tune in and know that you're going to get help from the community. Or maybe you're out there to help a fellow citizen or civilian. If you want to get a feel for our style of broadcast, check out a few of our episodes over at our sister production, PriorityOnePodcast.com. And we want to say a special hello to all of our Priority One listeners tuning in. This show will probably evolve in its own direction over time, but if you guys know us from Priority One, you know we deliver a quality show that's on time more often than many of your typical airlines, and we want to do the same with Guard Frequency. To deliver quality shows like Priority One and Guard Frequency, it takes a constant effort of the team of people to do what we do. And if you want to help out, we will tell you how at the end of the show. And that covers the housekeeping. Let's get on to the show. What do we have this week, Tony? Well, this week we're going to hear about an unusual mid-air rescue on the Squawk Box before we get you current on game physics and camera switching in CIG News. In our new segment, Nuggets for Nuggets, we talk about what you need to think about when getting into the game. Finally, we'll tell all of you folks how you can get in the feedback loop and join our conversation. So, let's see what's coming in through the Squawk Box. Any of you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Mayday, mayday. This is Jeff saying welcome to the Squawk Box, everyone. This is our segment where we bring you rumors, wishes, technologies, oddities, and pretty much anything else that we deem somehow remotely connected to Star Citizen and Squadron 42. This week, so much for a little training cruise. On November 10, 2013, two U.S. Air Force B-52 Stratofortress nuclear strategic bombers were flying a training mission over Alaska when a local air traffic controller signaled an emergency. A Cessna pilot had just radioed that he was lost when he was forced to drop under the cloud deck into a mountain range and therefore out of radio contact with the ground-based controllers. After checking to make sure they could spare the fuel, the two bombers altered course and began searching for the lost pilot. After flying about 100 miles, the lead aircraft, call sign Hale 13, made contact with the lost Cessna. Using a combination of the venerable omnidirectional radio navigation network and a brand new iPad mapping software, the Flyboys were able to guide the Lost City to an operational airstrip in Tanana, Alaska. That's a fun news story anytime, but just this week, a new detail emerged that just makes the whole thing crazier. The exercise simulated a crippling Russian first strike on U.S. Minuteman missile silos, necessitating an eye-for-an-eye response using 60-year-old jets. So using a navigation system built in the 1930s and 40s, two jets built in the 1950s and 60s rescued a plane built in the 1970s while training for a mission out of the 1980s. So this is the sort of mission that would be fun to pop up from time to time in the game universe, right? 
oh, I'd love to do that. You know, get sent out on one kind of mission on a cargo run, head out and go grab these things. And then all of a sudden you have to alter course and change your plans. And you have to sort of take them in to say, am I loaded out right for this? Do I have enough fuel? Do I have the right kind of weapons? Do I have a radar installed or a tractor beam or whatever? I'd love to have that sort of thing pop up. I think dynamic missions are paramount to any good game these days. The ability to change on the fly or to check to see if you have the necessary requirements, to see what you have to do to get those requirements met, those kinds of things are fun. I mean, just plain fun. Yeah, and I think that what would be really good about having the dynamic mission system like that is I think a lot of times in games you don't really get a chance to really experience what it feels like to be on what I can best describe as the wrong side of the decision coin. You know, a lot of the times you're forced into playing the hero and so you get given the best choice all the time, all the way through. But imagine if you're out in the middle of the universe, you hear a distress call coming in and you have to think to yourself, I don't have the equipment to deal with this. I've just got to fly off and leave them to it. And I think that adding a bit of negativity like that would actually bring such a new dimension to the game that you just don't find in other games of this nature. It would reinforce the idea that the Chris Roberts universe is a dangerous place to live. I also hope that there actually is a guard frequency in the in the game. I mean, it, it kind of adds a dynamic layer. Hey, that's what we do, man. <laughs> That's why we're here. Hey, have you read, seen, or heard something that you think might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. Speed 175, Port Bay, hands on approach, checker screen, call the ball. Don't get taken home with me. Oh, we totally called it last week. Not that it was ever not going to happen, but Star Citizen has broken through another milestone. $35 million has been pledged to the best damn space sim ever. There are over 340,000 Star Citizens registered, and only 22,000 Alpha slots are still up for grabs. So if you know someone who's on the fence, maybe now's the time to push them off. And with breaking through another million comes another letter from the chairman. We won't bore you by reading the whole thing, but instead we'll just give you the juicy bits. So, reaching the $35 million stretch goal has unlocked the Drake Herald to, quote, Knowledge is power, and one of the most valuable commodities is pure information. The Drake Herald, small, armoured ship, is designed to fit that need and safely get that information from point A to point B. Featuring a powerful central engine, advanced encryption software, and an armoured computer core, the Herald is unique among personal spacecraft in that it is designed to be easily cleaned when in danger of capture. The Herald includes an array of heavy-duty internal options for data protection, including redundant power subsystems and EMP shielding, and a high-powered broadcast array for data transmission. In addition, we now know that the 37 million stretch goal will be unlocking the Tanga system. The Tanga system is unusual as it lies at the heart of a rectangular planetary nebula. Additionally, voting is now open for what the next location will be when we unlock the 38 million stretch goal, so be sure to head over to the RSI site and vote. Links will be in the show notes. In a very lengthy post on the RSI forums, Chris Roberts clears up a bit of confusion over the dogfighting demo they gave during last week's livestream. Chris addresses the comments about physics and flight model being, quote, 
not quite right, according to some people, giving us assurances that the physics is indeed correct and that the level of flyby wire is correct as controlling each jet individually, especially if you have 16 thrusters, would be pretty damned tough for any human to accomplish. He also addresses several concerns about peripherals and first versus third person view and once again states that Star Citizen is designed to be input agnostic. So you can use a keyboard, a mouse, a joystick, a gamepad, a HOTUS, pedals, steering wheel, whatever you want to control your ship and characters. As the chairman himself says, quote, Our goal is to tune the game in such a way that no one input device is the winner. It should be about personal preference, which I think is completely in the spirit of PC gaming that we are trying to uphold, end quote. So, yeah, do you guys take away from this that uh, it's not going to be your $800 Warthog controller stick that's going to win a fight, Jeff? (laughs) Well, it's funny you should say that, but I've been looking at new joysticks lately because the... uh, Oh, um, the, my HOTUS is, is nice and all, and it and I love the Hall sensors in it, but it's a lot to configure. I mean, every setup for a game of Flight Sim, I have to go through and spend an hour or two configuring the thing and getting all the switches and buttons and everything set up. I'm hoping that this is, I can jump in and go. Each ship is going to be different. The things that I want to do on each ship is going to be different. So I just would like to get something that I can go in put my hands on a throttle and stick and take off. Each ship is going to be somewhat similar though, aren't they? Because they're all going to have like a unified HUD. It's not going to be too different between each ship. So logically you should be able to pretty much just set it up with like you were saying, throttle and not throttle and controls on your pitch roll and heel. And you should That's true, except that I think that some of them are very purpose specific. So if I want to go in as an interdictor that, you know, I'm going to have a bunch of missiles and different kinds of weapons. Yet if I want to do some EMC jamming, I'm going to have a different system to do that and that's going to take a different bit of control yeah salvage guys want to use tractors information herald guys are going to want to decode things faster or whatever you're going to have different auxiliary equipment attached depending on the ship right but isn't that more where the keyboard control would come into it because surely if you have the joystick you can also then map sort of standard keys not if you have a hodus man if you got a hodus buttons for your left knuckle you're uh i never touch my keyboard when i won my hodus see this is just kind of telling of me because the last time i really used a joystick it had one giant button on the front which was a trigger (laughs) one on the top which was a you know like a it wasn't even a hat switch man my stick has four hat switches alone plus two (laughs) uh two four-way button selectors and then i've got two pinky buttons that will do different functions and then i have a thumb switch that will change every one of those into a different control function i've I've got to ask that as jeff you're our resident space sim expert if i wanted to buy a joystick setup that wasn't going to break the bank too much what would you really recommend would be good for like not necessarily bottom of the barrel type but good entry-level joystick uh x52 the newer one the, the version 2 or ch pro either one of those have some good separate throttle systems and joystick with a minimal amount of buttons necessary to set up do you have a personal preference on this? I like two? the SciTech, mostly because of the application to set up the buttons and stuff is a lot easier to use. Did you know that if you take the Scrabble tiles that spell out the words Drake hoodies now available and then close your eyes, concentrate really, really hard on an image of Chris Roberts, the chairman himself. When you open your eyes, the Scrabble tiles would have magically just rearranged themselves to say, buy me now on a triple word score at that. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> really hard to believe. Unbelievable. It, it happens. 
Uh, I did it once, got it slightly back to front, Cthulhu appeared, but we'll we'll save that for another episode. Uh, these stylish hoodies come emblazoned with the Drake Interplanetary logo on the front and redacted on the back. So if you want to show off your love for Star Citizen whilst being an irresistible chick magnet, then head on over to the Voyager store now. Actually, if you were a woman and you were wearing that, you would be an irresistible dude magnet. Yeah, we got a couple of pieces of news coming from across the, the pond over where you are there, Lennon. Foundry 42 is open for business. They're going to be working on the Squadron 42 single-player game I mean, near Manchester, I think. is that uh, That's nowhere near where you are, right? Oh, no, no. No, completely wrong end of the country. Oh, okay. Well, it's there, though. They're, you're way closer to them than we are. But there's some videos up on the website that, as part of their live streaming. They took us on a quick tour and introduced us to the team over there. The Foundry 42 guys, in the process of moving Moving into their new office, they seem to have stumbled upon a few treasures, and they're going to give them away to us, the Yay. members of the Star Citizen community. There are some prizes. What you have to do is you have to go to the Star Citizen website, robertspaceindustries.com, and answer a trivia question about one of Chris Roberts' previously interactive movies. We'll just call it like that. If you get the question right, you're entered into a contest for one of the following prizes. Fifth place is three Star Wars models, signed copies of Privateer 2 and Star Lancer, a rare Japanese Star Lancer poster, and a number of original box art and spacecraft concepts. Fourth place, a Star Citizen battle pack consisting of an Anvil Aerospace Hornet and a Vanduul Scythe add-on ship. Third place, the Heretic, a three and a half foot or more than one meter for those of us uh, in Europe. <laughs> Physical model of one of the ships in Privateer 2, nicknamed Luftwaffe Pants by the dev team. It was built 18 years ago and it's been in Phil Meller's loft ever since. A giant limited P2 poster used for advertising in the UK and a smaller advertising card and signed copy of Privateer 2 by the dev team. Second place, an Idris M Corvette for Star Citizen. That's right, the one with the rail gun. The rare military model which will be seen as squadron 42 and the grand prize one of only two wing commander 3 leather flight jackets belonging to chris roberts it was made for the dev team 18 years ago and chris roberts left it behind in his brother's house 15 years ago i have clothes that my brother still hasn't picked up and i live like 10 minutes from him i've had them for not quite that long but they're not nice leather jackets like that to have a chance of winning, all you need to do is visit the blog post over at Robert's Space Industries and answer the question at the bottom of the page. Good luck to everyone entering, except for people listening, because I entered it. Did you guys enter it? Are you kidding me? Of course we entered it. Hang on, hang on. Sorry, Jeff. I, I haven't had a chance yet. Oh. Um, unfortunately, I've been a little busy the past few days. There's, I don't, I don't know if you guys uh, have this over in the States, but we have this tradition over here about this time of year called Christmas. And unfortunately, I've had to go visit family and you know be sociable and get off the internet and so oh. i haven't had chance yet so no but i will and we I'm won't gonna win well, actually we'll we'll give you a little hint the correct answer is hugh laurie oh hugh laurie right. is the right answer yeah so just, are you sure it wasn't rowan atkinson it may well that's 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 the tricky one you want people want you to think it's rowan atkinson but the real answer is hugh laurie so just let uh. you know that that's my gift for me to you for christmas that I understand is oh, a thing well, over there in England. It's, it absolutely is, and it's good that you knew to get me a gift and I didn't have to explain this to you. No, no, no. I knew that I was supposed to, to give you a free answer to a trivia question, Hugh Laurie. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. No I problem. Will, uh, yes, and uh, as well as the competition, which now I have, I have won, apparently, with the answer of Hugh Laurie, which is amazing. There was a dogfighting update recently posted on the Robert Space Industries website. There were no revolutionary new details in this video, but it is good to actually see the game in development and get an 
inside look on the creativity that goes into making a game like Star Citizen and how the team are implementing ship damage, which is really cool with taking oh. the uh, ship model and breaking it out. They took it parts. apart. They did. They took it apart with guns. Oh, the best way. Yeah. And as well as the dogfighting update over on the Robert Space Industries website, they have also posted a work-in-progress section of hangers. They have posted a lot of concept art, taking us from initial concept to finished product and showing us all the design decisions made in between. There are some really gorgeous shots in here, so if Star Citizen Eye Candy is your thing, be sure to check it out. And Jeff, you've checked out some of these new in-game hanger goodies, so what can we get for our non-earned cash? Well, you can get things like a workbench, a cot to lie on, some fish... You can get pretty much uh, all the useless stuff you ever wanted to have. So wait, so wait. After I feed my fish and rearrange none of the tools I have on my workbench, I can take a nap on yes, my cot? pretty much. Oh my god, I want the dogfighting module. So <laughs> <Yeah. bad. laughs> the, the, bug, the, the buggy's kind of cool, because if you have a very large hanger like I do, buggy's kind of nice and functional, but if you want to spend your non-existent cash and some stuff there, check it out. I haven't spent a single UEC credit yet. I think I'm going to go buy one of the guns just so I can have some guns to switch out on my little training cannon thing. Yeah, I haven't got any guns that I can really use because I've only got the Freelancer and they're not compatible with the target range training gun type thing. Oh, so it is like Apple. Yes, it is exactly like You can't buy any of the equipment that switches out. Okay, well, I mean, you know, (laughs) hey, design goal achieved. Well well done, boys. Exactly. And with the latest updates from CIG News done, let's get back to basics with our new segment, Nuggets for Nuggets. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your feet, Nuggets. Hello, Sits and Saves, and welcome to our new segment called Nuggets for Nuggets. So, what's in a name? Well, a nugget, as well as being a small, bite-sized piece of information, is also the name for a trainee pilot. And this is our section of the show where we delve into the mechanics of Star Citizen and give you the gory details from the inside out. As this game is still in active development, all the information given at this time is subject to change, but we will revisit the sections in the future to bring you up to speed. This week's topic, how do I get into the game? Well, for those of you that have already purchased something from the RSI website, log into your account and click on My RSI, My Hanger. You'll be shown a series of steps to follow, and you'll see in the details section if you have alpha or beta access. Generally speaking, only packages came with alpha or beta access, so if you bought an individual ship, then you might be unlucky. However, don't despair. You can still get into the game by buying a ship package, and they range anywhere from $40, which will get you an Aurora MR+, and access to the alpha and beta, right up to a cool $15,000 for every damn ship ever made, and a whole host of other benefits, including a day with Chris Roberts himself. Once you've bought a ship package, you can then go back to My RSI, My Hangar, and follow through the steps to download and install the hangar and be welcomed into the glorious universe of Star Citizen. Which at this point consists entirely of your hangar and a fish tank. And a cot. And some guns you can't use. And a and buggy. A buggy. We need a and a workbench. And a workbench. And a, I have an elevator. And a cute crab. The crab's extra. Crab is extra. Yeah, the crab is extra. So is the workbench, so is the cot, so is the fish tank, so is the buggy. So basically, it consists Man. of a hangar and some cardboard cutouts of men that you might be able to shoot at if you've got a compatible gun. If you don't have a compatible gun... You can always buy a compatible gun. <laughs> I think in the long term they're going to be just fine. I, f- I think so. With their funding model. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That gun won't fit on there. That's got the European connector. you got to have one with the South American connector. That's the three-prong one, not the two. Yeah, sorry. Oh, that's got a circle plug. You need a square plug. 
that's not no you don't need that yeah you have to you have to buy something else for that oh that's fine i'm just if that actually does end up happening i will just do what i do in the uk and that's take uh, strips of tin foil and make my own <laughs> the tin foil is also extra oh 50 uec okay <laughs> That brings us to the end of our first Nuggets for Nuggets, but we want to open this up to you. What would you like us to cover in the future? We've already got a small list of future topics sent into us through feedback, either over at the robertspaceindustries.com forums or through our website, but we really want to cover the subjects that matter to you. So let us know in the comments below this episode or on the Robert Space Industries forum website. And now, let's get into the feedback loop. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just... And over on our show post at GuardFrequency.com, a big fad, nothing. What? Was there like a holiday? Oh, there was. Lennon, you were telling me about this thing you do in England. Maybe nobody could post it because it was that thing. It's called Christmas. Christmas. That's it. Yes, Christmas. Right, right. We did get some feedback over at the Robert Space Industry Forums. Shran writes in, hey, guys, did a great job with the show, and I look forward to listening to many more down the road. Green Dragoon also writes in. He says, great show, guys. Good to have someone from Star Trek Online over here as well. Almost makes me want to start a fleet, I mean, organization, of Star Trek Online players who have come here too. I backed Star Citizen back when it was on Kickstarter, but it's only in the last few months that I've really started to get into it. Look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep my comms on the guard frequency. He then goes on to say, P.S. If you guys are looking for segment ideas, you could do a segment where you take a ship and go through what's known, not known, and what kind of player it would appeal to. I'd also love to hear what ships you guys have picked up so far and which ones you wish you could. Well, I said myself last week I have picked up a freelancer just because I have this huge Firefly complex and it just looks sexy, and that's literally my only reasons for it. As far as the new segment idea goes, that's fantastic. As you've heard, we've got a new section called Nuggets for Nuggets, and it's definitely on our list of things to cover so if you do have any other things you'd like us to cover then write in and let us know but uh yeah what about you guys jeff tony are there any ships that you haven't picked up or ones that you wish you could well i i've said before i wanted the connie and i think that's really the only ship uh, right now i'm really excited about though i wouldn't mind a hornet uh, i mean a really good one not the basic one that's going to come with squadron 42 stuff or the demo the constellation all that I really know about it is that it's a big-ass ship. It looks like it's a carrier. Does that mean that you can get teammates to fly other ships from it, or am I just completely missing the point? No, there is a one special ship that's parked in its belly. It's under its little tummy. It's a little P-52 Merlin. It's a snub fighter that drops out, and one of your buddies on the ship can uh, hop into that thing and escort you. So, yes, and I, 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 I sprung for that one. I spent entirely too much money on a game that really? doesn't exist yet. Yes. Wow. Oh, but Does it's such a pretty know? ship. She knows I have a ship, but the exponentially large amounts of money I spent on, and, I, and again, I'm, I didn't do the, the completionist package, didn't do that fifteen thousand dollar one. But you know, three hundred bucks on a game that doesn't exist yet—that's a little, it's a little crazy even for me. But you know, whew. but uh, no, it's it's an, it's a pretty ship. It'll, you can run it with four people, I think, is what they're saying that they'll uh, allow you to crew it with these days. So one guy on the top turret, one guy on the bottom turret, one guy in your P-52, and you're flying your ship. Yeah, I'm excited about that, Connie. If you're looking for any type of military career or uh, privateering or anything that has a little danger to it, this ship will be the ship to fly. They, they, I think they designed it purposely to be like the Millennium Falcon. It's got more upgrade slots than anything, so you can kit it out for different types of missions and 
really push it a long way one direction. You know, if you want to have all kinds of engine modifications, you can really beef up your engines. If you want to have all kinds of sensors on, you can make it a really a good sensor platform. It'll be one of those ships that will can really be specialized very heavily one direction uh, or another. So that's why I picked it up. I plan on flying that ship and buying lots of upgrades. Bad Cat, a.k.a. Ranger XML, writes in, How about a buyer's guide? There are so many people confused about the game and what the real difference is between ships and what to buy on each of them. I'm seeing a lot of people just buying Hornets and not realizing there are other objectives besides blasting people out of the sky. We were just talking about that. What are you going to be doing besides blasting people out of the sky, Jeff? I know you're going to want to do a lot of that, but what else are you going to be doing? I'm hoping there's going to be a lot of exploration involved, just checking out the universe. I'm not really a miner. I, I'm not into the mining, kind of sit there and just collect rock. I'm not really into hauling goods back and forth between stations either. I mean, I'm hoping to find my niche. Blast people out of the sky. Yeah, blast people out of the sky. <laughs> I, I'm not really a PvPer, though. I want to help people, protect them. So if they got some other missions, I'm hoping there would be a system where you can be hired as an escort. Jeff, you're a fairly big EVE Online player. At least, you know, you've, you've just gotten back into it at any rate. Um, what is your primary role there? What do you tend to do? What's your favorite thing? They changed some of the things in there, obviously. I had I hadn't really played since 2007, so I created a new character, and I'm going through the tutorials now, especially the new career paths. And one of the things that they really put in there was exploration. And that's where you take out drones and you go and activate a scanner and then you take these drones and you go out and you tighten down your scan areas until you find these objects, be they, you know, relics or gas clouds or, you know, whatever. I found that really appealing. I'm out there, I'm actively doing something and I'm exploring the universe and these different systems. So that's really appealing to me. And Lennon, I think last week you said you want to do a lot of exploring, right? Yeah, I'm definitely an explorer. Since they've introduced that mechanic in EVE Online, that's definitely what I've been spending the majority of my time on. I'm really the explorer type of gamer. I really like just finding all these little hidden relics and gems. And like Jeff was alluding to there, what you have to do in EVE is you send out some probes and then they give you a scan radius and you sort of pick up a loose signal and then you, you reorganize your probes until you get narrower and narrower until you triangulate exactly where this signal's coming from. And then you can go and investigate it, whether it's a relic or a wormhole or, you know, whatever. And then even when you get there, if it is a relic, you've then got to do things like you might need to hack in to the container in order to access the loot inside. Sometimes it can be good loot, sometimes it can be bad loot, sometimes it can just be a booby trap and it's just purely there so that the pirates can then swoop in on you. So I'm really hoping for that kind of mechanic to make it into Star Citizen. Tony, you've not played Eve, I believe, and you refuse to get into it because you are just wrong again. It will consume my soul. That's really the main problem. But uh, I, I, uh, honestly, I just... I have avoided Eve. I really have. I, it's, uh, have you ever, I've never gone skiing either, and it's kind of the same thing. Whenever I talk to people about skiing, the first thing they say is, oh, it's so much fun. The second thing they say is, this is how I was injured terribly in it. And it's the same thing with <laughs> Eve Online. Uh, they, you know, it's like, oh man, this one time I got everything robbed and I floated in space for a week in an escape pod and nobody picked me up. That does not sound like fun at all. Well, do we deserve an attaboy? Should we do a show as the cast of Grease? 
let us know. Here are some ways you can get in touch with us. You can check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. You can leave a comment on this episode's show notes at www.guardfrequency.com. And now you can subscribe, feeds.guardfrequency.com, or find us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak, G-U-A-R-D-F-R-E-Q. Or leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guardfreak. And if you're old school like us, shoot us an email, squawk at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so please take a minute to tell us what's on your mind. And before we end the feedback loop, we just want to say a quick thanks to our new Twitter followers at Cafe and at Redstar underscore SWE. Thanks, guys. And that brings us to the end of episode three of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode four on 7-1 or 1-7, depending on how colonial you are. Please send us your feedback about the show. Hit our website, guardfrequency.com, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash guardfreak, our Twitter, at guardfreak, our email, squawk at guardfrequency.com. All the details for all of our contact methods will be in the show notes. Like what we do here? Want to join the team of Flexia Podcasting Muscles? If so, send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. And if you're looking for a friendly wingman or two, check out our organization thread over at robertspaceindustries.com, Guard Frequency Response. A link to our recruitment thread will be in the show notes. We want to thank the entire team over at Guard Frequency and Priority One Productions. Special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music on our show. Visit www.ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. And we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If there's no one listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Return to 330, carrot 15. Squawk 7700. Stay on the guard. Priority One Podcast.com. We want a space. We want a space special hello. Yes. <laughs> come here. Come here, little doggy. I want a space special hello to you. <laughs> a crippling Russian first strike on the U.S. Minuteman missile silos. Necess- the exercise simulated a cripping. A cripping? Uh, cri- These crips, man. Yeah, I know. Send us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. Oh, God, I was holding that in for so long. You have no idea. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay, I'm good. And access to the Alpha and Beta right up to a cool $15,000. Dollars? Dollars. I've got to get those dollars. And Green Dragon writes in, great show, guys. Uh, Good uh, to have. uh, Green green Dragoon. Oh, Green Dragoon. Ooh. Green Dragon was a pub in The Lord of the Rings. That's right. Yeah. Let's let's try again. And Dream Gregory. <laughs> Please send us your feedback about the show. Hit our website, www.guardfrequency.com. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You never say the dot. You don't say dot. You just say www.guardfrequency. Oh, just, there's I'm there. sorry. Right I'm sorry. I, I don't use www because it's old school and you don't need it anymore. But. Jeff is correct. You really don't need that anymore. There, so there okay. you go. Would you quit messing with the text, please? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then put it inside. Right, that was good radio. That was my space I'm bar. going to that reach across bar. the wire and.
check out our organization thread over at robertspaceindustries.com guard frequency response a link to our recruitment thread will be in the show notes don't read this line https colon slash slash for it says don't read this oh. line. and it's in italics because it's instructions don't read the line <laughs> pickled eggs oh my stomach is hurting right now apparently there is a limit to how many you can eat in one day <laughs> don't die on me man don't die on well me. if you mix some pickled herring in with there you'd be fine because that's what i do you got problems man. <laughs> cut down the largest tree in the forest with an 800 dollars joystick and a pickled herring or our show's forum thread over at www.robertspaceindustries.com. All the details for all of our contact messages. Ah, it's going so well. You were, it was going so well. <laughs> Apart from the really, really sarcastic www.robertspaceindustries.com. <laughs> There's that W's again, all you whippersnappers. Don't you yeah. know? W's. Fifth place, three Star Wars model. Three Star Wars model. Or it's got an S on the end. Yeah, three Star Wars models, two French hens, and a partridge in a pear tree. Okay. Three Star Wars models, two privateers, and a grand Japanese poster. So if you want to get in with a chance of winning, all you need to do is visit the blog post over at Robert's Space Industry. It, My God, man, there's, there's oh. an S on the end of all these words. Oh, Just I, 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 have, I have like some rare form of dyslexia where I can't read S's apparently. <laughs> to be in with a chance of winning. To be in with a chance of winning. To be in with a chance of winning. I must be a person. 